welcome to Camden Cast. I am Tansy. I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven Podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be talking about Season 11, Episode 12. The title is, Can I Just Get Something to Eat? The IMDb user synopsis is, Kevin feels Lucy is too lazy to shop groceries as she keeps promising. She hates him buying wholesale and throws out everything officially past its expiration date. He is pragmatical about his New Year's resolution to save money before they have a second baby. The twins spend $50 of their savings to help Darfur trow Nicodemus, a Sudanese refugee who once brought Ruthie home. The reverends oppose several often old votes by the deacons Lou tells them about on matters from office furniture for Lucy, which selfish priority openly disgusts Kevin, to whether Darfur is too political a cause to get the parish's financial support planning an appeal to the parishioners at large. Ruthie arrogantly pretends her Scottish political talks make her an expert on all world problems compared to T-Bone, who never was overseas and has no PC, but soon finds Margaret has doubts about the material Jane gave Ruthie and in mere hours learns more than Ruthie. He stresses nobody helps as much as the U.S. She, it's never enough. He realizes the complex context. Kevin tries to educate the girls, who react emotively, yet shows generosity. That wow. was not, those were not complete sentences, or they were like run-ons. There were many, that was poor uh, use of the English language. But what was your first impression of this episode? Uh, so Erin and I talked about this a lot, actually, while we were watching and also after watching this episode. But, um, and from the reviews, it seems like it was very poorly received and uh i i have to agree well like they've done episodes like this before yes so like just not in a while so the episode like centers around darfur and i don't like that they use kind of like oh what's happening darfur let's like makes a second guess how we're living our life and it's not really about darfur but it's more about like them yeah them and what they can do for Darfur, or what they are doing for Darfur. Like, at one point, Margaret's like, don't say you're starving, because we're not actually starving. The people in Darfur are. And another point, Lucy's like, isn't it so nice that we can argue about what we're eating for dinner? And it's just like, that's we not... We get it. Yeah. Like, that's not the biggest problem in Darfur. Like, you know, that's, what like, the whole... I think that was, like, mis- like there's, like, the whole thing of, like, uh, wor- like... There's, like, world hunger and, like, people who can't, you know, like, get what they need, like, food necessary to live. But then there's also, like, this is a genocide and they keep bringing it back to, like, the people that are starving. And, yes, that is, like, a form of genocide to, like, keep people from being able to eat so that they die. But, like, I think that that was, like, misplaced. It was, like, the pro- like you can send all the money you want to all these, like, humanitarian groups that are going to try to get food to the people there. But, number one, they're probably, it's probably not going to get there because the whole thing is, like, this, like, sort of... You can't get in. The, yeah. Nobody can get into the country. And, and anything that you do send, any aid that you do send, will probably be intercepted by the people who are um, carrying out the genocide. So and like in control. Yeah, so um, it, good try, I guess. I don't know. It. I Sometimes I like episodes when they're really preachy because it brings us back to the fact that 7th Heaven was like a unique show in its day, that it, tr- it did family drama, but it also was like, here is a lesson to be learned. But this was preachy to the point where there was no there was no point. Like I felt like there was no point. And right at the end, I, I don't feel like I got the message of like yeah. what they wanted me to do. And it ends with a black screen that just says, "What are you doing for for Darfur?" And I was like, the whole what I got from this episode was that 
everybody's talking about what they like can try to do, but it's like not. There's only so much in the capacity as like an individual living in the United States, like what you can do to try to assist like people. What like I don't know. I was like sending aid to a place where like there's like obviously evil, admit like govern pseudo government or like coup has occurred like doesn't help like the the the, the aid that should be being provided is like okay like let the refugees in that's like the best yeah. that and it's like what am I gonna write to my write to the president and be like excuse me we need to let more um, Sudanese refugees into the country it also I mean I. Th- I guess, like, it was interesting to have some of the characters talk about some of the viewpoints and the other characters talk about other viewpoints. You know, like, T-Bone takes the viewpoint of um, America does so much already and people complain about it and now they want us to do more. And Ruthie does the, well, we're a superpower, this is our job kind of thing. And that, I guess, is fine, but it's also, like, I felt like it was a little unrealistic. I also felt like it was really, really irritating to have the background of this episode be completely food-related. Every single storyline was food-related in some sense. Right, and I just thought that was, like, it's misplaced. That's not the problem. Yeah. And, like, that's not, yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll get, anyway. we clearly didn't like it. Let's get into it. Okay. Um, so the cold open is Ruthie and uh, T-Bone fighting over a paper they have been assigned together. It's a, a research project, and it's on Darfur. And they're kind of, like, yeah, and Ruthie is basically like, I am so worldly and cultured now because I have been to Scotland and I am engaged in many political, t- like, because that's the only, like, it's only in Europe where people discuss politics that don't impact them. And T-Bone is like, well, I'm at a bit of a disadvantage because, like, I don't have access to the internet. So, like, they, that's how, oh, and then, like, Ruthie basically says, like, you've only been to Canada, so you haven't actually ever left the United States, which is rude and, like... Yeah. But, um, so... Especially because Ruthie's only been to Scotland. Right, and Canada is a very distinct country from the United States. So, anyway, um, then, like, it cuts to, like, I think this is still in the cold open. The twins are looking at... Maybe not. No, it is, it is. The twins are basically looking through some newspaper clippings that T-Bone has taken because this is the only way he can re- research because he does not have access to the internet. Um, basically some newspaper clippings about um, the, what's going on in Darfur and the twins are like, oh, don't we know people from Sudan? Like, they were like, it's a part of Sudan. And then they were like, don't we know people from Sudan? And then they're like, yes, the, the lost boys who helped Ruthie home. And this is just absurd that they would even have any memory of that because Ruthie was like, it was that was like four that was to five Peter seasons was still ago. On the, yeah. Right, so that was like four to five seasons ago, and the twins would have been so young that they wouldn't. Also, this was like a one-time interaction. Like they, the twins would not remember the Lost Boys. But anyway, they're like, we need to contact the Lost Boys to figure out how we can help the people in Darfur. So um, we're gonna start with this kind of Lucy Kevin fight thing that's happening throughout this episode. So. Um, Kevin is a bulk buyer. We assume he's a frequent shopper at, like, Sam's Club or Costco. Costco. Um, formerly known as the Price Club. Um, but, yeah, so, the, like, the first scene, I think, after the cold open opens with Lucy just throwing out a bunch of crap that is in the fridge that, like, it looks like nobody has touched. Um, and then she confronts Kevin, and she's like, you need to stop buying so much crap that we don't eat. I just threw out, like, the entire grocery trip from last time. And Kevin is like, I'm not going to stop because it saves money buying in bulk. And also he's like, and you were saying that you would start doing the groceries like since the new year. 
um, and you haven't done it. So if you don't like the way I shop, then you need to shop for yourself. Um, and they kind of get into this fight about the fact that Lucy is tra- saying that she's prioritizing the family and doing groceries and stuff, but really she's not. And her priorities are, you know, like her father, um, work. Work, yeah, sort of. Yeah. Um, so this fight kind of continues with Kevin going to the cam casa to cook and Lucy being like, this is my kitchen, that weird, like, possessiveness, and then... About her house and her family, yeah. And then later on, when, um, Lucy... Lucy's basically complaining about the fact that she doesn't have her own office. She doesn't even have her own desk. She has to share everything with the Rev, and the Rev's constantly in the office now because he's using it as the place where he teaches, like, he homeschools the twins. Also, this kind of begs the question, because her whole thing is like, I need a desk of my own. Where did Chandler work when he and the Rev were working there at the same time? Did oh, yeah, they share? Was it again like, oh, I can't be, like, only one of them can work at a time at the that's office? True. I also forgot about Chandler. Uh-huh. Um, what... Okay, the, either the actor that plays Chandler or... Actually, no, we'll talk about this episode. <laughs> there was a movie that he did called The Lamp, Just Believe, and it was horrible. Anyway, um, sorry. Uh, so You haven't seen so many movies, but you've, you've seen, seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, That's... I haven't seen it. I wa- never oh, mind. Okay. I, I watched somebody else watching it. It was... <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. It sounds very strange. It is strange. Anyway, um, so... this kind of also kind of ties into the not really but basically the rev and lucy are like let's get a new desk for the for our thing and lou comes in he's like you can't make any decisions about the church without talking to the deacons and it's kind of it's this kind of pseudo play on the on like what's happening in darfur (laughs) which is just sounds so so terrible to say out loud but it that's what they're doing and it's horrible it really is horrible because they're trying to make the thing where um like Everyday people in the U.S. want to do things for Darfur, but can't really do anything about it because of politics. And Lucy really wants to get a desk, and she can't do it because of politics. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> and this ties into the fact that the Rev wants to start something in Glen Oak to help the people of Darfur. And uh, Lou is like, no, the deacons have decided that that issue was too political, so... Um, you can't. And this whole thing about the deacons making decisions for Lucy and the Rev without consulting Lucy and the Rev. I just want to take a moment here, too, and say that they're like, oh, that's too political of a fundraiser. And then later in the episode, when T-Bone and Ruthie are talking, they do say something about, like, a Jewish charity. And then, like, um, Ruthie's like, oh, well, Jewish people know about genocide. And I'm pretty sure that, like, during the Holocaust, that, like, people are like, that's too political. We can't help those people. Like, they need to stay there in Europe. So, so yeah, this that's is good. Not, that's good. Let's not, you yeah. know, let's not help, uh, like, people who are being, like, killed by oppressive regimes because that's too political. That's always worked out historically well. I mean, every single time, with, with everything with Rwanda, everything. Yes. Like, it's just all, every single time. Uh, it's happening all the time. Um, so... Lucy's storyline continues with Sandy coming to visit and all her, like, teenage group. Yeah, Sandy is coming because she has to, like, observe or something because she's, like, in training to be a minister. So she's just, like, I, it's like a, an internship thing or whatever. She's just, she just wants to watch Lucy work. And all of these girls that Lucy is teaching abstinence um, are just, like, way into asking Sandy about, like, her, her sins. sins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, like, it's one thing to, like, talk about sinning. But, like, Sandy's been there and done it, and it's like, oh, this is weird. 
And Lucy's trying to bring the topic back to Darfur, but, you know, but the, these girls are more interested in what's in front of them and about Sandy's life and something that's more relatable, relatable to them on, like, an everyday level. Also, which, it's like Lucy teaches them abstinence and about worldwide genocide. Like, what? I think it's supposed to be, like, just, like, having an outlet for teens. I don't know. I don't know if it's, like, specifically strictly about abstinence, but I think... That's, like, what it started, started as. To, but yeah. now it's just, like, Lucy's girls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, whatever she decides, that's what they'll talk about. Um, Kevin, after having a conversation with Jane and Margaret, which we'll get to when we talk about Jane and Margaret's storyline, uh, changes his mind, and he's like, I'm giving everything away to charities and also donating to Darfur. Come home, please. I love you. And they are no longer fighting. But you see, like, this, I mean, there's talk about Darfur in the background, but it's really about, like, food. It's just like, stop it. Also, this, like, anti-buying in bulk sentiment is misplaced, in my opinion, because, like, some of the things we see that are bought in bulk are, like, well, like, Lucy says, like, oh, our basement is, like, a small grocery store, and she says something about, like, paper products, and I'm like, what is the problem with buying paper products in bulk? Because when you run out, it's very nice to, like, not have to go to the store and get them. And then, like, when Kevin calls Lucy and is like, I'm donating everything, he's sitting there with, like, many, many boxes of butter, and I'm like, you can freeze those, and they will be good forever. Well, maybe not forever, but... I don't know if it's, like, a commentary on American consumption or, like, capitalism or materialism or whatever. But, again, it's completely misplaced. Right. Buying in bulk is not the problem. (laughs) Especially, Um, oh, wait. And one thing that Lucy says right in the beginning when she talks about um, how the Camden Cam kitchen is her kitchen, she's like, oh, this is the kitchen I grew up in where there was, like, always, like, reasonable amounts of food. And, like, and I was like, right, but also, like, it would definitely save when, when all the kids were living in the house or, like, even... They were probably buying things. Annie was probably buying in bulk because they probably consumed a lot. Yes. Um, So the next storyline we're going to talk about is kind of the Rev and Annie's fight, which is also centered around food. Um, The Rev, in his new, like, kind of, I'm going to enjoy life for as long as I can, and when I die, I die kind of mentality, is that he's eating 11 donuts for dinner. In one night, in one sitting, he ate 11 donuts. And he has a doctor's appointment, and he doesn't want to go, and Annie's really upset with him because all these people are praying for him, and his eating donuts is... His, wait, wait, hold on, I wrote it down. It's counterproductive to their prayers, um, because that's... How that the world works. Yeah. <laughs> because the prayers were doing a lot, but then he just goes and undoes it by eating donuts. So they, they're fighting, and they're fighting, and the Rev wants to start something with Darfur, and they're still fighting, and then they're not fighting anymore because... Because the twins. Because of the twins. And the reason is, as Aaron mentioned in the cold open, the twins end up calling, uh, I think his name is Nicodemus. Nicod- yeah. And Nicodemus has a person that he knows that is actually in uh, the West, in West Sudan, right? In the Western Sudan. Yeah. Um, in Darfur. And that them donating $50 would be very helpful. And there's this whole scene with the Western Union and stuff like that. And um, where, oh wait, yeah, like when the guy goes to pick up the money in Darfur, like the guy is like, oh, you have to ask, like, you have to answer a security question. It's like, who is your brother? And he's like, every man. And get it? That's every, yeah. Yeah. We're all connected. Um, and Annie learns about this and she's suddenly like, I'm not mad at you anymore. Look at what the twins are doing. And, oh my God, like this is happening in Darfur and I'm getting mad about donuts. We should send donuts to Darfur <laughs> because that's probably what they need. Um, meanwhile, and then I guess, like, the final storyline really revolves around the younger, the younger ones. The teens? The teens. And I don't even know however old Margaret is, because she's not a teenager. And however old Jane is supposed to be, because she's, like, very, like, it's very, her little speech about how nobody cares about the generation. Like, it's very, like, 
I was like, isn't this in a Blink-182 song? <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, we kind of have these two sides going on. We have Jane and Ruthie and Margaret and T-Bone. And it's... It, <laughs> those, were, those were four sides. No, I mean like Jane and Jane and Ruthie on one side. And, and Margaret and T-Bone. And T-Bone on another side. Right. Um, basically, Jane oh, Jane has given Ruthie all of her research from the environmental public... PR firm because she got the job, I guess. And... Um, but her research is all about how America isn't doing enough or this president isn't doing enough or, you know, it's very negative towards the amount of things that the, the, the nation of the U.S. is doing. Whereas Margaret and T-Bone are taking more of a different side and Margaret's coming up with different research, which is like, look at how much money they're giving, uh, the U.S. is giving, how much we're giving the most and how the U.N. isn't doing anything and how other countries should be doing things. And this is kind of where the two sides are like, you know, talking to each or like arguing with each other, and it's supposed to symbolize the politics. I don't know. Um, frankly, I'm not that familiar with any of the political or historical like like anything that I could talk intelligently the about between the Sudan and the United States. Yeah, like I, I I don't feel like I can intelligently talk about this, but I can say that it doesn't do anything for an audience member though. I feel right, like it doesn't actually get like I guess there's information and people can go and seek it out after the fact if they have the internet in 2007. Um, I think the whole idea is supposed to be because they don't say I, I mean at one point like Jane does say like our president, but I don't think it was like explicitly like I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I, have to say, I think it's just supposed to be like you. Could, there are different sides to it, and it's like yes, the U.S. You know, I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure that the figures that T-Bone and Margaret cite are probably correct and based in fact. But it's a, like, you know, T-Bone's whole argument is like, oh, the U.S. is already doing so much. Like, you know, we can't be, like, you know, the only ones. The only that like other countries need to step up too because. There's only so much we can expend on saving people in Darfur. And then he he made, he made like a good point, I think, when he's like, oh, people don't want it. Like everyone's all honest when like we don't when we police other countries behavior. But when other countries need help, like everybody's got their hand out looking at us to donate all this money. But our other like interventions are frowned upon. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing about, like... Yeah, I know. There's, like, a yeah. whole, there's a lot there's stuff going on. But, um, yeah, but it's a viewpoint. Yeah. I think this episode would have been a lot better if they actually told us about what was happening. Because, like, this is... For us, it's 2000... It's, like, more than 11 years after this the fact. This is 2007. Yeah, so it's 11 years yeah. after the fact. I don't know how many people watching in 2007... It's 12 years after the fact, because so, it was the beginning of 2007. Right, um, right you're right. Um like, would have an idea. The only real information we get about it is a briefly from Kevin because Jane is mistaken about... She's like, oh, Muslim people don't kill other Muslim people. Which is absurd, and, like, that's just... They should have, number one, stopped there and been like, hi, are you aware of, like, the two different, like... There's Sunni a different... The, the Shiite yeah, there's that different, whole conflict there. But also, they, then I didn't... I also didn't like this because they kind of put this, like, tried to make it, like, oh, it's because of, like... It's because they're Muslim, like, this is why this is happening? I don't know. Yeah, there's... Because, there's, then, because then someone does bring up the Lost Boys, and... Because, oh, this you... I don't know, someone brings, Jane up, brings the up the Lost Boys. Jane brings up the Lost Boys, and Kevin is like, yeah, they're Christian, but they're from southern Sudan. Like, Darfur is in western Sudan, and, like, that's... There's a high... Like, most people who are in western Sudan are Muslim. Um, 
So I don't know. So that turns into a thing, and Kevin is like, no, these are like, this is like a radical like Muslim group that is, you know, carrying out this genocide in Darfur. And I don't actually know why that was even brought up at all. <laughs> right. Like, that. It, it, that's what I mean. Like, okay, you're going to tell us that we should be doing something about Darfur, but then you don't actually tell us what's happening in Darfur or, like, why it's difficult. Like, there's, it's just, like, very... I feel like it's very disrespectfully talked about. It's very vague. It's not... There's no, like... I, I would rather be preached at in a, like, this is information that you need to know kind of way where, like, somebody's giving some sort of book report rather than being like, well, we should do something. No, we shouldn't do anything. Or we're doing enough. Or we're not doing enough. It's ve- Oh, and yeah, and this whole conversation starts out of the fact that Kevin comes into the kitchen with a box of frozen chicken, 37... And a half like, wings? Piece, yeah, yeah, like wing, chicken wings. And for some reason, Jane is like, think of all the frozen chicken parts all over the country. And she's like, so much waste. And also, like, we shouldn't kill animals to eat, but also, other, like... We should be sending our animal parts to other countries so they can eat. I don't know what the point of this was, but um, yeah. this is what kicks off this yeah. whole conversation. Kevin's, like, frozen chicken parts. And also, Jane like Jane, then voices an opinion, which I think is, some, is sometimes shared, and I feel like it's still shared in different generations, is, like, what can we do? Like, what can the average American, especially the average, like, young American, really do in the face of, like, they don't really have any political standing? Um, and... That is an interesting concept, but I also think, again, it's kind of shoehorned in there. They try, I don't know, it, it's not well done. The writing is horrible. They, as Aaron said, they, Aaron said, they end the episode with like a black card saying, what are you doing for Darfur? And then like a bunch of, a montage of pictures of Darfur, which is supposed to like get at you like those ASPCA, a, the dog commercials. The Sarah sad, McLaughlin. Yeah, Sarah McLaughlin commercials. A, ASPCA. A, a, yeah, like those. And it's, it's poverty porn. That's what it is. Um, also, just to revisit T-Bone's point, because I was thinking about this, I was like, just short of military intervention, what else could the U.S. do other than send money and supply? Like, that's what, you know, like, that. that's kind of what would be the definitive, like, somebody needs to go and topple the regime that is existing, and, like, sending money isn't going to do that, and the people are so, like, kind of oppressed that they can't, like, you know... They can't really do it themselves. So, like, just short of military intervention, like, what else is the U.S. supposed to do? T-Bone also brings up oil at some point. Yes. Oh, wait, I have that oil, religion, and politics, and greed, murder, and violence, and that's, like, the root of all of the world's problems, he says. And I guess sort of it is, but I didn't like that they had to, for no reason, just throw in that, like, oh, yeah, aren't the people in Western Sudan Muslim? Because, again, it's, like, 2007, and it's still, like, I don't know, people... It's still, still I mean, it's 2019, and it's still a thing. So, like, just being, like, throwing that in there when it's, like, not really relevant to what is, like, to being, like, Muslim... It's 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 a it's like a ridiculous connection they're trying to make. It just felt like a throw-in, and it's like, oh, good, like Muslims are murdering people like somewhere else again, and like, and it's actually they're murdering other Muslims, and it's like, why did you? It's. If you're gonna it feels talk gratuitous. About it, yeah, if you're going to talk about what's actually going on and actually talk about it, don't, like, throw flippant statements around. Um, anyway, as you can see, we really didn't like this episode, and there's really nothing else that's okay. ha- yes. Yeah. So what would you rate it? Um, 1.5. I'm just going to give this a 1. It's, I, it's, 
I think it's frankly ridiculous to, to coincide. I, and I'm offended that they're like, don't buy in bulk. Yeah, they're, they're put, like that they would put food so heavily on the front burner of an episode and then try to, and then talk about genocide. Right. And try to be like, oh, look, we're doing something here, but also, isn't it great that we have food? I just, I don't, I, I hate that fucking bullshit. Be thankful that the government isn't murdering, murdering mm-hmm. you and that you can eat. Like, like oh, cool. Uh, so... If you want to see, like, whatever. If you want to hear more about what we have to say. Frozen chicken parts. Yeah, about this episode. um, Check us out on facebook.com slash CamdenCast. We are at CamdenCastShow on Twitter and on Instagram. And give us a listen. Um, We have new episodes every Wednesdays and Saturdays. We're in the homestretch, guys. Um, There's only, like, what, ten episodes left? Um, So Nine after this. Yeah. So, uh, you know, listen along with uh, as we talk to you about this. It's uh, Stitcher. Um, we're on Search CamdenCast on Stitcher. We are on the iTunes Apple Podcast app and on SoundCloud.com slash CamdenCast. I'm Tandy. I'm Erin. This is CamdenCast. Cast.